Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. the basketball addicts podcast all right today we got a big one for you guys this is gonna be a live nba draft reaction pick by pick we're gonna give you our live reaction so it's not like we're recording you know tomorrow or friday when we need all the draft picks no we're gonna ride the roller coaster see all the the trades the the surprise draft picks live reactions you guys are gonna hear it all Everything's going to be edited in between to make it uh, a shorter podcast in between the stuff that we're not talking about. And man, it's an exciting time to be a draft fan and it's an exciting night. So we're going to give you guys our breakdown, right? Like as you guys have listened to our top 30 big four things of that nature, we really know this NBA draft stuff. So we're going to give you guys break pick by prick break breakdown. Okay. Yes, sir. And Currently, the uh, San Antonio Spurs pick is in, so we're just kind of waiting it's, right now. I mean, we all know who it is. It's Wimbenyama, you know? Yeah. Breaking news. <laughs> it's Victor Wimbenyama. Um, you know, Victor Wimbenyama going one here is no surprise. Um, he's the number one guy on my big board as well. I'm definitely a huge fan. He's a generational talent. He is a world-class shot creator, three-level shot creator. You know, I talked about on the podcast about his skill. His ability to have world class footwork in the last three years that I've been we've been doing these scouting things. You know, he has the best footwork I've seen scoring wise. So talks about how special he is. He could be a deep POI guy by the ranginess and how fluid he is defensively. Um, he's a hindrance to all pick and rolls. He's a great shot blocker at the rim, off ball, all things of that nature. Uh, yeah, Wimbenyamba is the real deal, and him going to San Antonio is perfect fit. Because they have a great culture, they understand how to develop international players. They understand how to, you know, be long term, and they're going to develop his talent. The Spurs are fantastic when it comes to developing international talent. That's where, like, I'm just so happy they finally get a number one pick. You know, mm-hmm. somebody who's good that they know is going to be good. Yes, because they're really known for like grabbing those dark horses of the drafts, like the Kawhi Leonard's. Like somebody's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't really know, and then he turns to a superstar. Or, like you yeah. know, like a lot of those guys they draft, they've always drafted like kind of those those players who kind of like are like the diamonds in the rough and we've mm-hmm. became like know that they are really good at developing players so i think this is a yeah. great starting point for Wimby, especially because he's Agreed. such a high level player already mm-hmm. so i'm excited to see what he's able to do you know because i think he's going to play a couple games in summer league so fingers crossed he doesn't get hurt yeah and we get to too. see him in the nba yeah i mean fingers crossed as well he did just get announced by adam silver he's uh shaking hands with people right now his talk man it's crazy how lanky this dude 
just dapping up. Ain't he like seven four? Yeah, I mean he is seven four. Some reports have him at like people say anywhere from seven two to seven six, but the most consistent thing that you that's got like that, crazy. Yeah, got that Drew Jonathan Kaminga leg. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, could you imagine if that was real? If Jonathan Kaminga really is seven two? Yeah, <laughs> that that's wild. funny. That we that is funny. <laughs> I definitely think in between these picks, man, I feel like there's going to be some time. It's going to be edited out anyway, but like we're definitely going to naturally talk about the trades. <laughs> like, I already know. I already know. <laughs> well, like, the how- big one right now is the Porzingis trade. So I feel like why not start there? <laughs> this dude, it's amazing. I I love the trade for like because we talked about them desperately needing the shot blocking at the rim, in the lake, right? And, you know, he's gotten so much better at shot blocking at the rim. He's, like, still 7'2". Like, the guy's tall. He's, he's been in the league for a minute. His body's filled out. So, I'm just super excited for Boston. I feel like they fleeced the fuck out of the Wizards in that trade. That Tyus they got Jones. Picks back. Huh? They got picks back. Yeah, it was, like, second round pick. Yeah, they 2000... Was it 2024 and 2023? I think they got picks this year. Yeah. Second round draft picks, though, they're not going to do much. Like, they didn't even get first back. Like, that's wild. Yeah, Hold on, hold on. Let me let me make this even wilder for you for a second, right? So the Boston Celtics got poor zings, right? They got off the Marcus Smart contract. Marcus Smart went to the Grizzlies, right? Yeah. Then you end up with a rebuilding team. So evidently now you're looking into the future and you don't have picks. I mean you you have second round picks for this year and next year, right? Yeah. D- depending on you have no more trade assets because who you're trading now? Because Bill's gone, Porzingis gone. You don't have Chris Paul anymore, and that's something else we can talk about too. That's coming up. Yeah. No more Chris Paul in in the Wizards uniform at all. Nope, never um, even gonna touch it. <laughs> he's never even gonna wear it. Nope. <laughs> um, that's crazy. So now you're in complete rebuild with a with uh Tyus Jones. Okay, it's crazy. Yeah, because Chris Paul went to the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I mean that Jeez. was the war. The Wizards getting Jordan pulled back for Chris Paul. I mean, dear goodness. That that's like an amazing haul for him, but you know CP3 makes so much sense on the Warriors, passing wise, defensively, intelligence. You know what I mean? Like he just makes too much sense. Yeah, I feel like this is a great start to free agency. It's crazy. Porzingis gone, Bill gone, Chris Paul yeah. at the Warriors, Middleton opted out, Kuzma opted out. There's going to be some big plans, and so far, um, Portland has interest in DeAndre Ayton. And Dame refuses to leave. Why I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that'd be he wild if he really leave. does. I got a leaving. Dame leaving? I don't think Dame's leaving. I mean, I feel like everybody in the world wants him, but he never does. So you're probably right. They they yeah. never do anything. He's doing the Ben Simmons summer workout video to us every year. He gets our hopes up about him leaving, and then he never does. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very true. Yeah, I'm surprised that there hasn't been. Oh, the pick is in for the Charlotte Hornets. I'm surprised. Who do you think it is? Predictions. My prediction for the Charlotte Hornets pick is uh, yeah. Brandon Miller. That's who I think. I'm it's going Brandon Miller. Yeah. I love Brandon Miller. Yeah. I, I honestly thought that pick was going to get traded because yeah. Scoop makes so much sense on New Orleans. Because if they move B.I., I mean, like, New Orleans has Trey Murphy, the third, and Herb Jones, and Zion. Like, they got plenty of forward depth. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm honestly surprised because that trade idea made so much sense. I think the Hornets want BM. I don't like saying that. Brandon Miller. <laughs> B Mills. Think... We go say B Mills. Oh, that's who you think they're um, going to take? Brandon Miller? 
I didn't want to say BM, so I'm gonna say B Miller or B Mills. Yeah, I could see that. This is gonna, you know, this is why doing this live makes so much fun because like this type of pick right here. Because I have a feeling that Charlotte is gonna go scoop. I I think that really? talent is too too intriguing for them to pass up on, even though fit makes sense more. So now I have a question then, right? So if Charlotte goes scoot, right? Does that mean that? The Pelicans are going to trade B.I. to the Hornets to get Scoot? Yeah, that's what I thought all along. I thought they would they would trade for Scoot. Ooh, Brandon Miller's on his phone. And Scoot isn't. Uh-oh. Mm. Uh-oh. The pick is in. All right. Oh, let's go. Who let's is see. it? Let's see. And they draft Adam Silver stalking Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller is the second pick in the NBA draft. Man, that's the crazy. Yep. Number four guy on my big board uh, could shoot the lights out of three-point ball. I comped him to a more athletic Peja Stojakovic. Uh, really definitely, you know, his negatives is getting to the rim. But 6'9", can defend really well. Uh, lanky guy. He definitely, you know, super polished on three-point shot and coming off ball and all those type of things. And, you know, shot creation for himself is developing but it has enough highlight tapes to really believe in what it could be for the future and on top of everything else man this makes so much because you know scoot henderson like i talked about before him being a great passer paired with lamello they wouldn't fit well together because of the passing of brandon miller man you don't have to worry about fit at all they desperately need a wing that can score be consistent that fits the age range of lamello right and you you know what you're gonna get Right, he's yeah. gonna compliment well. You know, if they're gonna play up and down like that, his length will be nice. So I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, if I had to grade the pick, I'd I'd give it an A. Yeah, I would give it an A too. But I don't think anybody really saw that coming though. With the with the B with the B Mills coming second, because I thought for sure it was gonna be Scoot. You know what I mean? At one point, but then once uh-huh. the talk starts swirling around like Scoot yep. Henderson. And New Orleans wanted to get him. And I was like, that makes perfect sense. I thought they were going to move it. So I don't I think that by the end of the night, B.I. will be a um will be a Hornet. I think by the end of tonight, B.I. will be a Hornet. Well, I don't think I don't think they would trade with Brandon Miller. I, I could definitely see B.I. being a Portland Trailblazer like this. Like if I'm Portland and now we got Scoot at three, I got a lot of leverage. Got a lot of leverage. You know, I'd be thinking about it. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. I mean, the third, yeah. whoever chooses Scoot, which I'm assuming it will be Portland. And yeah. then you put Dane Lillard next to B.I. I mean, B.I. next to Dame Lillard. That's not yeah. bad. That would make so much sense. You got Dame, Anthony Simmons, B.I., Jeremy Grant, and Nurchik. Like, that That team works. Maybe an Aiden? Uh, Aiden's not a big up. I, I wouldn't lose my mind over DeAndre Aiden. I like the B.I. pick, though. If, if they can, if they, if they, if BI becomes a Portland Dribblers, I like that team a little bit better now. Yeah. You know, I may but not. That make... Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. You go ahead. I may not be a style fashionista, but Brandon Miller's suit ugly. He's <laughs> 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 got like a green with red stripes, like one of those plaid nightgowns type of thing that just looks like an expensive <laughs> version of. Like, what the no. fuck is he wearing? So sorry, he is not winning suit of the night. That's now now we're suit of the night. <laughs> nah, bro. Like his his pants don't even come up to his ankles. They come to those like calves. No, but that's like how the pants are worn. You know, really? Like, those probably are, like okay. supposed to be like that. Okay, 
but the, still the color dynamics are definitely probably the color yeah yeah that's that's pretty bad. It looks like the pick is in for the Portland as well but they're still tucking the brandon miller on the screen <laughs> portland like we pick it now <laughs> <laughs> yeah everybody said, in the world knows who they're gonna everybody in the world knows where they're gonna exactly he's like every he's like they're like we want the pick now we know what we're about to get they're talking to new orleans right now it's like so if we pick scoot we get bi right that makes so much sense for Portland. if they keep scoot i don't portland doesn't know what they're doing in the office yeah i mean like dane needs to take a sign at that point in time that they're building for yeah Right, because Scoot's a point guard and nothing else other than a point guard. Right. Apparently, Charlotte sees Brandon Miller as a perennial future all-star. So. Yeah, I, I see it on Twitter, too, yeah. They see him as a perennial future all-star. Yeah. I'm trying to keep an eye on those Woj tweets, because you never know. We might talk for three hours and be like, ah! Because I can't have the sound on of what I'm watching while talking, because, you know, copyright. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah, copyright. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on Twitter. Somebody said enormous ale by Charlotte picking Brandon Miller. I don't think so. Yeah, me either. This no, he was not the pick. Hold on, wait. All these guys in here do not know <laughs> basket. No, 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 no. Scoot was not the pick. Why would you pit a point guard next to your point guard? Yeah, it's just I'm terrible. Unless you want to get Bi. Bi looks good on Portland and on Charlotte. Either way, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Bi is definitely somebody you trade a Scoot level player. Especially if you're in Orleans. Like, yeah. Sadly, Norman's just got too many forwards. Uh-oh. Text about to be announced. I can only imagine. Jairus Walker. Not... Wow. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> That'd be crazy. Ooh, Scoot Henderson. All right. It is All right. official. Trade it. It's official. Scoot Henderson is a Portland Trailblazer for now. Um, you know, right. Scoot Henderson as a player. The number two guy on my big board. You know, this guy is a very great athlete, super strong, very well built physically and athletically. Reminds me a ton of John Wall. Um, I think he's a little bit better passer, though. I think he's a smarter guy. He plays with a fire. fire. He definitely seems like a good leader. Definitely understands how to expose matchups. Get, get to the rim at an extremely elite level. Definitely has a really solid pull-up mid-range jump shot for pick-and-roll situations. Um, his three-point shot is the worry, though, 27.5%. Um, and he doesn't really take a lot of highly contested threes anyway. Most of them are very wide-open, good looks. So, you know, similarly to John Wall, uh, that three-point shot can cap his potential. Uh, you know, defensively, though, he's a, he's he's gonna he can definitely be a very good defender. A little bit of an off-and-on switch depending on who he's playing, the situation of the game. Uh, but the potential to defend is there, though. So, you know, it definitely makes sense long-term because you can have Scoot uh, and Free Simmons and the guy they drafted last year, uh, two-guard, 6'6", from Kentucky. Really big hops. Uh, uh, no. Shell, Shade and Sharp. Shade and Sharp. Yeah. All three of those well, he- guys could fit the get fit together. Because, you know, Shade and Sharp's six six. So he could be the three if it needed to be. So that's a good young car moving forward for Portland. If they're gonna keep if they're gonna rebuild. Yeah. But they better not be rebuilding because Dame is out the door if they rebuilding because he said he don't want to play for a team that's rebuilding. Yeah. You know, and I think Dame needs to take a, 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 a hint that they're rebuilding. 
He hasn't taken the hit for the yeah. past two years. I don't. I don't know. He 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 may never take the hit. Yeah, I don't think he will. I think he's gonna he's gonna sit there. He's gonna be a Portland Trailblazer forever. Yeah, he takes that loyalty thing very seriously. I think he yeah. takes it too much to the point point where it's detrimental to him. But because guess what, that loyalty goes out the window. Because if he was to get hurt and couldn't play for a year, yeah, Portland would him off in a heartbeat. Yeah, even though he has been hurt and he couldn't play for a year, not they haven't done it yet, but. With what they're building, they will trade him off in a heartbeat for more picks to build to build more for the future. Yeah, I agree. No, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's true. This is where the real intrigue of the draft starts. I feel like everybody knew who the top three picks in the draft were going to be, but now at Houston, this is where it's like bedlam in the streets, man. I can't wait. This this better be a man Thompson. Better a man Thompson makes too a man Thompson, right? Yes. Now, Scoot Henderson's fit. Oh, that guy's blinging. That that guy gets really? a ten out of ten on the fit. He's got a bunch of silver stuff stuff on his jacket. It looks like some sort of I I can't even really put the design in words, but he he looks like a baller out there. Boom boom. boom. X, are you the Um, hold on. All right, it is official. The fourth pick in the draft is Amen Thompson from Overtime Elite. This guy was the number five guy on my big board. This guy is a 6'7", really gifted athlete. Athletically length and defensively reminds me a ton of Andrew Wiggins. Definitely very blessed athletically, Uh, 6'7", lengthwise. He is a point guard, really highly efficient out of the pick and roll, ridiculously athletic, ridiculously good at putting pressure at the rim. His athletic gifts flared with his length. When he gets to the rim, the rim is going to make him unstoppable, you know, trying to stop him at the rim at the next level in the NBA. Nobody's going to be able to stop him at the rim, where he is extremely valuable. On top of that, he's a very gifted passer. You know, he has talent for passing. What I mean by that is he'll be in tough situations where he may only be able to get a pass off by leaning to the right, but you know, extending his body in a way and putting his body in a position in a way to get a pass off that most normal human beings are just going to get off. So he has some gifts there, um, and that passing gifts paired with his ability to attack the rim is going to lead to a lot of great three-point shooting for the Houston Rockets as a man Thompson. So he's going to definitely lead to a lot of great perimeter shooting because of his ability to attack that rim. Um, he's very limited, though, outside of the paint. Has no skill at shot creating in the mid-range, pull-up mid-range shots, three-point shots. It's very disconcerting. 23% or 25% against OTE, who play terrible defense. I mean, 16 to 18-year-olds that don't really play defense, and sometimes he's the tallest guy on the floor. So, you know, it's, um, it's a tough scout scouting situation but that three-point shot against that situation is by far the biggest question mark when we're talking about fit on the houston rockets oh dear goodness is the perfect fit because the thing that i kept on talking about is kpj kevin porter jr cannot be a point guard on their team because of this just not he's a good passer for a two guard but he's not a good passer for a point guard that you know that he doesn't give enough passing for the team and He's a perfect fit here for the Houston Rockets because he's 6'7". So you can have KPJ at the point guard because he's like 6'3". And then you can have Jalen Green at the 2 defensively because he's 6'5". And then Thomas could be that 6'7 guy. So 
you can get the point guard that they need at the height that makes sense where you could have everybody in the floor. So offensively, this makes so much sense. And uh, the biggest question mark is his three-point shot and his shooting. Well, on the Houston Rockets, when you have Jalen Green who can shoot the poo out the ball, KPG, KPJ can shoot the poo out of the ball, Jabari Smith Jr., who was drafted last year, can shoot the poo out of the ball three-point. So the shooting that they have, is going to allow him to have the spacing to attack the rim. And the best version of himself is going to be able to be shown in Houston. It's a great fit. And defensively, it's a perfect fit because uh, we got Ime Odoka there, right? So Amen Thompson, I compared to Andrew Wiggins defensively. Jabari Smith Jr. is an extremely special defender. Year one, he was the best defender on their team. And you have Jalen Green, who... Maybe not isn't a great defender yet, but each time they played a game throughout the whole season, he guarded the opponent's best offensive player. So he has the intention to become a good defender. So when you pair Jalen Green's athletic gifts and Amen Thompson's athletic defensive gifts, and you pair that with Jabari Smith Jr., you got three great defensive players to grow to their best versions with EMA. So this makes a ton of sense. I have been wanting Houston to draft him. This whole, this whole time frame, and this this is a perfect fit. Just like Draymond Green's a perfect fit on the Warriors. This is uh, you couldn't have drawn up somebody better in the lab to fit with uh, the Houston Rockets to fill their needs all in one. So I'm very excited about. And then Thompson with the Houston. Yeah, that's like a awesome pick. I love it's- the young core they're building. All I ask is that don't let James Harden. <laughs> you know, entice you enough that you like, I'll oh, trade away our future. <laughs> I couldn't <don't>. agree more. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> you Please know, don't I, do that. <laughs> I don't say this very often, but this is the type of core that could be, you know, leading their way to a one seed in about six to seven years. And they have time. They're all yeah. very young. Yes. And, you know, they have a lot of time to really build themselves up and to get to that point, especially, and they have a great coach to do it. Yeah. They have one of the best coaches in the league right now, yeah. Ime Udoka. And we know what, he's able, what he was able to do with Boston. And a lot of people mm-hmm. say, oh, they just had a lot of talent. Well, you're going to see, this is this is a student of pop, one of the greatest coaches of all time. And he's going to show you why he's a great coach. And they're going to develop well over there, going to get these guys playing defense. It's going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch Houston again. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. And, uh, you know, this is, this is a team that has a great future. This is perfect perfect draft i again you couldn't make a player in a lab better to fit exactly what houston needed i'm in all right detroit's about to be announced and they have drafted da-na-na, da-na-na. let's go a sore thompson whoa the thompson brothers go back to back i did not see this coming um, wow. Sora Thompson is, you know, Man Thompson's brother, same height, 6'7", uh, with a 7-foot wingspan. You know, he's not as athletic, as athletic as a man, but he's very athletic. He's a good athlete. Uh, he's an extremely highly intelligent basketball player. Really, really smart. The eighth guy on my big board. Um, he definitely, you know, I think he's a better pure, like, strategic thinker of the game and trying to pass the ball than a man like he really can lead his teammates to open spaces and manipulate defenses extremely calm guy um yeah that sounds good chris extremely calm guy and he is just so good at um he shoots 33 percent from the three-point line he has a really good mid-range you know 
fadeaways and some post-up games, and he has great touch. And uh, when talking about fit with the Detroit Pistons, though, I don't think this makes any sense because uh, mm. they have a guy named Cade Cunningham who's a same height, similar abilities, and they just drafted Jaden Knight, right? Like, yeah, I <sighs> a sore Thompson's not. One of Asor Thompson's greatest skills is passing the basketball. And him fitting with Cade Cunningham on the same team really doesn't give me... I, I don't see the fit. I just don't see the fit because he's just not a scorer. You know what I mean? It's not like when he gets the hand in this and his ball in his hands, he's dynamic and he's going to get buckets. No, he's like going to need the ball in his hands to try to expose defenses and be like a playmaker, not a shot grader. Or, you know, you know what I mean? So, but... They already have Cades, who's a playmaker, and Jaden Ivey's a perfect secondary playmaker. Jaden Ivey got a ton of time last year at the point guard position, uh, so I definitely extremely disagree. Ah, oh, man. Um, so for this one, at least in my opinion, I mean, maybe they're going to have them fight for this spot? Who knows? Because, like, Monty's the new coach over there that's kind of trying to, trying to, you know, see what they have and what they can develop and what they can build over there. And then a lot of times, even with, you know, the picks and things like that, one thing I have noticed over the years is that players get drafted, they play summer league, and they might not even see the NBA floor. They might go straight to the G League. So that might be where they're going to end up sending them to develop a little bit more. Yeah, I I mean, I don't think he'll go in the G League, but I think definitely the fit doesn't make much sense to me. There was a lot of good power forwards and small forwards here that, you know, I had higher on my big board Wiseman and would have fit better day one. You know what yeah. I mean? Wiseman, Wiseman went to the G League, though. Yeah, but that's a different situation. Detroit, I mean, if even if they draft him and, you know, they don't start him over Cade, they'll, he'll still be back up point guard or back up guard. Yeah. I mean, his 6'7 length does be like, okay, maybe one day he could be a small forward, but his shock ration and his shooting efficiency is going to have to come a long way to be able to be an off-ball player. That's just not the situation that you want. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's a fit that I don't like. If I had to grade this draft pick, I'd give it a C. Uh, a D plus. D plus. A D plus? Okay. Yeah. Houston would get that uh, A plus, though. It's crazy. Twin brothers drafted back to back in the top 10. I don't even think... Is that... I think this is the first time anybody, any twin brothers have ever been drafted in the top 10, actually. That's what I was about to say. I was like, is that the first time in NBA history? Yeah. It definitely is, you know, crazy, crazy. And, you know, it, it's not shade to the talent of the player, right? It's more about the fit with the team. Even though I have him eight on my big board, like I could see a team reaching at six if he was the right fit. But at five, I mean, but no, nah, not for that. Fit. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Maybe they're just planning on trading. Maybe. I don't know. But the Orlando Magic's pick is in, so and they're announcing it right now. This is a wild Orlando card. Orlando Magic select? Yeah. It's got to be a guard. Mm-hmm. Anthony Black just went. All right. Mm-hmm. Anthony Black is the sixth pick in the draft. Six, seven point guard from Arkansas with a six, seven wingspan. Um, you know, this this guy is a very good defender. I have him 15 on my big board. I definitely disagree with a lot of people that really are in love with this guy. I think he's going to bust for the pick position, honestly. Um you know, he he is a guy that has no skill from like the mid range. He doesn't have mid range pull ups. He doesn't have mid range shot creation. You know, his thirty percent three point percentage is a complete 
lie every single shot that he shoots wide open shots he doesn't shot great for himself at all from the three-point line you know he lives and dies on being able to finish at the rim but he's not a gifted athlete like you know he's like an above average to good athlete you know i think he's gonna be a good defender in the nba um but he's a poor man's lonzo ball in my opinion he he just doesn't have enough scoring skill for the point guard position in the nba and you know I mean, to put this in perspective, if you took his passing away and you just said, okay, Anthony Black, how good of a player would he be if you took away his passing ability? He'd be playing D2 basketball. Uh, That's how terrible his scoring is. It's like ridiculously bad. Um, He's a good passer, but I don't think he's a great passer. People want to compare him to, you know, uh, the guy from the Oklahoma City Thunder from the NBL, Josh Giddey. I don't see that at all. Yeah. He, Josh Giddy was a much better passer, much better shot creator from every level, had a ridiculous layup package coming out of the NBL. So I just, I don't see it. I just genuinely don't see it. So now Anthony Black, this is, again, I'm going to go with an F for the Orlando Magic. I think this is going to be a bust. Hopefully it proves me wrong, but uh, I just don't see it. You said an F? Wow. That's the, Wow. F. Wow. So who would you prefer at this spot then? If that's the Um who have I drafted here at six? I wouldn't have drafted Taylor Hendricks or Cam Whitmore because we got Franz Wilder, Paula Bacaro on the team. So, you know, I probably would have went with if they wanted to draft point guard, I would have went Jalen Hood Shafina. You know, Asor Thompson was probably the guy they wanted, but he just went off the board. But you know, Jalen Hood Shafino is a guy that's higher on my big board that I think has more upside at the point guard position that's a tall point guard as well. So I just Every draft class, there's a few people that I just genuinely disagree with. Just like another guy who got drafted to the Orlando Magic, Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs came out. I had him like 10 or 11 in my big board, right? And, you know, Orlando kind of doing the same thing again. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay, well, Orlando has chosen, and now we're on to number seven. Indiana Pacers? Who's the the pick is in. Pacers? Yes. Interesting. Interesting time. I would bet $50 that Cam Whitmore is about to go off here or Tyler Hen- Taylor Hendrick. One of those two. So is it 50-50 shot, either one? Yeah. They they desperately need a forward, power forward, or a small basketball. The best two players left are in the draft are both play the same position. So not the same position, but they both are positions that they need. They're kind of, this is like their perfect best case scenario. I'm sure they never would have thought that they would keep it. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Speaking of Orlando, since we just went, talked about their pick, um, they are thinking about trading either Cole Anthony or Jalen Suggs. You know, that would make sense to make room for Anthony Black. Um, it'd be interesting to see where he actually gets traded, but uh, Indiana's yeah. being, pick is being announced right now. <coughs> Whoa! No fucking way! No way! The Indiana Pacers, the surprise of the draft, choose Bilal Colaby. He's the 32nd ranked player on my big board. Uh, you know, he's 6'6". He didn't come into the NBA combine measuring his wingspan. You know, I definitely personally don't really see... I don't see the 7th pick in the draft at all. Um, you know, he's he's a pretty decent athlete, not a great athlete. Uh, I would say above average to good. You know, he can get to the rim and finish. Um, but it's not, like, overly gifted. He doesn't really... Sh- Flash any shot creation other than maybe a Euro step at the rim. You know, his three-four percentage is pretty low, too. Not a great 
shot creator at all. You know what I mean? So, and a lot of his game tape is against guys that, you know, he's taller than everybody on the floor, like the majority of his game tape. So it's really hard to understand how it's going to translate. I just, I don't, I don't see him being a number seven pick at all type guy. I definitely don't see him becoming a special player at the next level. I also think this is going to be a bust. I give it an F as well. Um, I don't understand it. I disagree with it. Hopefully it proves me wrong again. You know, I'm not wishing, you know, to be right about these type of things, but Ooh. I don't see Bilal. The Pacers are trading Bilal Colaby to the Wizards. To the Wizards? Wow. Now that's big news. Now that makes sense organizationally. You know, the Wizards are the type of team to waste draft picks. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, again, the Wizards did a terrible job then. Um, are they swapping draft picks? Is that what's happening? I don't know if they're drop- swapping draft picks, but it was a Woj bomb. Okay. The Pacers, it just says the Pacers are trading Bilal Kalabi, Bilal, Bilal Kalabi to the Wizards. Okay. Um, yeah, I definitely don't, you know, don't see. Oh, swap for eighth pick in two seconds. So they get the eighth pick now. Okay. So they're swapping picks. Okay. So the next pick yeah. is the Indiana Pacers. Uh, yeah. So, you know, the Wizards wise. Uh, I can understand this wanting a two guard that can defend next to Jordan uh, Jim, uh, Jordan Poole. I keep blanking on his name. They got Danny out of Via Kuzma. Uh, you know, positionally it makes sense. I just don't think that. Uh, so I disagree. Again, he was thirty-two on my big board. We'll see. Hopefully, it proves me wrong. The Pacers are targeting Jarrese Jer- Walker. Jarrese Walker. Tyrese Walker. Jarrese Walker. Um. That would make sense. Yeah, they want the Pacers want Jarris Walker. I can see it just came up on the screen as well. All right, Adam Silver's walking to the podium. It is official with the eighth pick that the Wizards traded to the Pacers. They are choosing Jarris Walker, power forward from Houston University, the ninth guy on my big board. Um, this makes a ton of sense for the native Pacers, but the breakdown of the player first six eight with a seven two wingspan extremely strong and built human being i mean pound for pound the strongest guy in the draft is jerris walker i mean he's yoked dude looks like a bodybuilder out there uh moves freaky well with that size you know he's so freaky and strong that he actually played center for houston this guy's a defensive freak of nature get guard one through five um guards positionally so well guards the rim so well uh, you know, and on top of everything else, he is a 35% three-point shooter. So this guy can shoot the three. He can space the floor. He's gonna be, and uh, you know, I think his game. Other than that, I don't think it's gonna develop much. That post game is not gonna translate. His handle is extremely raw. He can't really take more than one dribble without getting exposed. Uh, but you know, fit-wise, oh, this is perfect because the Indiana Pacers. Who do they have on the team? They got six-six Tyrese Halliburton. They got 6'5", Benedict Matherin, and they got 6'6", Chris Duarte. You want to allow those three guys that you've invested in to develop, right? And so drafting a guard here wouldn't make much sense. Even a small four would be a tough fit, you know what I mean? Uh, but this guy makes a perfect fit because he's going to be able to play that power forward. They got nobody at the position. And Chris Duarte, Benedict Matherin, and Tyrese Halliburton can't defend. Now, Benedict Matherin has the potential to become a good defender, but Jervis Walker is a special defender. Um, you know what I mean? And you pair him with Miles Turner, it makes so much sense. And he's going to be a star in his role. 
and this is going to allow Indian to become a more complete basketball. You know, one pro player comparison is Al Horford. You know, he's a ridiculously high tier role player, kind of like Al. So, you know, I'm I'm excited for the Pacers here. This is a very good draft pick. I give it an A minus. Good job. Good job to the Pacers. They yeah. actually have a nice young core there too, as well. Like, so I'm really looking forward to looking at to seeing the Pacers. Now. Yeah, I thought they were gonna make some moves, mm-hmm. you know, as far as like some trades, but maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe they're still pretty um content with what they have. Yeah. So good job, Pacers. Yeah, I mean, I would be too. I mean, they got Jalen Smith as well, who's kind of like a poor man's Miles Turner on the same team. So you know, they they have some young pieces there that can grow into a good core. And we all know Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle believes in one thing, and that's shooting the fuck out of that three point ball. And this guy could shoot it. Of course, right? So yeah. they got five shooters on the floor, plenty of spacing. Uh, so yeah, he's gonna be a good screen setter. All those stuff. do the little things very well. Yeah. Speaking of the Pacers, though, um, this seems like an all time uh, fleece. If you uh, for um, for the Pacers on the uh, Boston Celtics, because clearly Michael Brogdon has some kind of injury that's going to pre- that prevented him from being traded yesterday. Really? Like some kind of super bad injury. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they said crazy. like they said it's like a, it's a ter- it's something it's something terrible where it was like, yeah, he is not even going to be attempted to be traded. He cannot be traded. Could you imagine Nobody's if he was him. faking it? It's like, oh man, I like it in Boston. <laughs> oh my god, I can't move. <laughs> he just he just no. lies to everybody. And he's just walking around with fucking knee braces, <laughs> full body braces, neck braces. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I mean, but they, you know, they have to like you know uh, check him out. Yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah. give him a physical yeah. before they can take him. So I agree. It's got to be something. But whatever it is, it's something that's super terrible. That's not going to allow him to be traded at all. Like they are yeah. stuck as if they can release him. Mm. Yeah, it's been wild. I man. saw it yesterday. I was like, "Wow, yeah, it's, it's definitely been wild." The Utah Jazz ninth pick in the draft is in. I'm just waiting for commercials to be done and Adam Silver to walk his way to the draft. Um, speaking for, about young teams, though, um, I would be pretty upset if some form of move is not made by Sacramento. The Kings. In the draft, yeah, the, not saying like a like a draft pick or something like that, but if they don't get better somehow, mm-hmm. then I will be pretty upset. Yeah, I could... if they don't get better somehow by the free agent, I mean by the end of the free agency, I'll be pretty upset. Yeah, there's a lot of good role players in this draft, so I could definitely see them picking up somebody late first yeah. in the second that could you know do it. I need something. I need something from the Kings. They almost beat the Warriors. So I need something. They gotta finish. They gotta be able to beat the Warriors, and they gotta be able to beat the Suns. Now, I was like, yeah. Oh. Let's let. Wait, wait, wait. While we're in commercial break, let's talk about the Suns for a second with the Bradley Beal. I don't find basketball interesting anymore because of the Suns trade. Because like, I just feel like <clears throat> it's is building a super team. You know what I mean? Like, I liked it better, and like some people may agree, disagree with me, but I liked it better. Twenty twenty. Everybody had a dynamic duo. Right. There was not three players on a team, you know what I mean, <clears throat> that were all stars. There was dynamic duos. We had LeBron and A D, Kawhi and PG. Uh we had Curry and I guess you could say Clay. Um yeah. everybody had two players, you know what I mean? Boston had um, you know, J B and J T. Milwaukee had uh Giannis and Middleton. Um Suns had Book and C P three. Like it was 
a good no no actually book didn't have cp3 yet my bad that was during because it was during the bubble i liked basketball in 2020 when there was just dynamic duos all around the nba and it was good quality basketball yeah. right as soon as they as soon as the as soon as okay look look, look, look not saying that as soon as Durant was like, yeah, let's go team. Oh, yeah, because that wasn't before James Harden joined. So they had, I think the following year, they had um, the Nets and they had Katie and Kyrie. Or was it that the same year? Did they go? Did they join the same? She joined up the same year and just refused to play? They might have joined up the same year. But yeah, it was dynamic duos all around the league. And I was like, okay, cool. And then all of a sudden, James Harden joins the Nets. Okay, then we got three. They don't succeed. And then you have, now you have Bill joining the Suns. You already got KD and Book there, and now you have Bradley Bill. Yeah. I just I just don't want to see any more super teams. Uh, the pick is in. Do you mind when we turn, transition here? Yeah, go ahead. Alright, the ninth pick in the draft is in the Utah Jazz, and I've drafted Taylor Hendricks. 6'10", okay. power oh. forward from UCF. Um, I have him number three on my big board. A huge fan of this guy. Uh, 39% from the three-point line. Can shot block like it's nothing. Great weak, weak side shot blocker. Ridiculously fluid in his movement. Um, whenever you see somebody be the guy that's running the press as the person guarding the ball handler when they're trying to bring the ball up, it speaks to how freaky fluid this guy is. Um, you know, the thing that I believe in him more than anybody else, you know, and uh, put the put the base in here. He's athletically and defensively reminds me of Serge Ibaka. But what I believe in more than anybody else is that handle. It looks ridiculously fluid when he's driving to the basket. It looks like he really understands what he's doing. He under it looks extremely natural to him. And I think he has the potential to become a guy that can drive to the basket at the next level. And when you pair his athletic gifts with that thirty nine percent three point shot. You can understand why I view him as the third guy on my big board. Um, as a draft pick, though, I'd give this an A minus because the fit's terrible because they have Lori Market. Like, I'm so sad that he got drafted mm. there. Like, how is he supposed to develop when the best player, the all star on their team's Lori? Yeah. Oh, that's so sad because he's not going to get the minutes to develop. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it's crazy. And, and that's true, too. So. Maybe they're expecting to, you know, kind of have him as a backup, kind of trying to give him a chance to develop a little bit and try to have him as a backup because they might think that he might be better, um, that he could be better, that he could develop a little bit. Or maybe, they, I mean, a lot of these players, I kid you not, Jason, they're going to the G League. They're drafted by a team to be going to the G League to develop. That's what's going to happen. If you if you really believe, if, if in your mind, if you go, this doesn't work because they have such and such player. More than likely, they're going to the. That's just a fact in the matter. Oh, um, breaking news: the Mavericks are shading the tenth pick and David Pertans to the Thunder. Whoa! It doesn't tenth pick to the Thunder. I don't know who they're getting, what they're getting back in return yet, but there's some. They gave David Pertans. They got off his contract in a pick. What do they want though? You know who would make sense? Some weird stuff Lou Dort. Lou Dort makes sense. That defensive guard mm. that they have. Yeah. To the Thunder for number 10. Yeah. I can't think of anybody else that you would want from OKC. And I wouldn't trade this 10th pick for something that I couldn't have now. Like, I wouldn't take future first in this situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be a player. Of course. Maybe Lou Dort. Pick is in. Okay. Who is the Thunder? 
probably gonna be Cam with more hair. Yeah. What? Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. The Dallas Mavericks drafted the guy that I thought that they would draft anyway if they're gonna keep the draft pick for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh Case and Wallace, point guard from Kentucky. Uh, you know, on my big board, this guy is I wanna say thirteen or fourteen. I'm gonna double check here. He is the thirteenth guy on my big board. This guy is a world class defender. Six four with a six eight wingspan. Uh, I think he can be a generational talent at a defense, especially the guard position. He's a phenomenal on-ball defender, phenomenal, the highly intelligent guy at uh, anticipating passing lanes and playing in those passing lanes. He can manipulate defenses to play the way that they, he wants them to and expose them. Offensively, he can shoot the three very well. He reads the pick and roll well. Um, he's not going to be a great shot creator for himself, and he's a pretty average passer. But when we're talking about the Oklahoma City Thunder, that's a very odd pick because they already have Lou Dort, and they already got so many ball handlers with uh, Josh Giddy, Shea Gillages, Alexander, Jalen Williams. You know what I mean? That's just I don't think it much makes much sense, and I'm so surprised because if this was the Mavericks pick, I would be like, okay, perfect fit. But you know. Uh, I, if, if this is really going to OKC, I'd give it a C mark. I, I don't believe that the fits here passing out Cam Whitmore as well. I don't see it. Hey, hey, maybe they're, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Every time, every draft, something, every draft, something weird happens. That I just quite don't understand. So we'll see how it plays out. So you think this is the one thing where that you just don't get? Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree so with far. you. So far, it's the one thing. Yeah. What is it? Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. It's just does not make any sense. I'm so curious what Dallas got in return. I mean, Woj will find out soon. And then I'm like waiting on the edge of my seat. Yeah, I'm waiting for the Woj bomb right now. Orlando's pick is in. Okay, let's go, Orlando. You can't disappoint us twice. <laughs> They're probably going to draft into the guard. <laughs> Jalen Hochevino. Can't, I don't know who the fuck they It's Orlando. You can't protect people who don't understand basketball. Very true. They're the luckiest team in basketball. Two number one picks. Only two players ever drafted by them other than Penny, who Shaq scouted. They weren't going to draft Penny before Shaq told them to draft Penny. Yeah, They get Sha- they get Shaq and Dwight Howard number one picks. Best players in their <laughs> draft. They've never done anything yeah. else good. Name me one thing that wasn't the number one pick. Franz Wagner? I mean, they did build that one team. It built, they did build that one Orlando team that ended up going to the NBA Finals, but they lost. It beat the Cavs, the White Howard team with Jameer Nelson and Rashard Lewis, the White Howard. Yeah, it sounds as a great. It sounds like a great team when you describe it, right? You listed off the players on the roster. <laughs> when you named Jameer <laughs> Nelson as the second guy, that tells you the roster quality. <laughs> Doesn't mean everything I do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Hedo was a free agent or a trade. Probably T Mac trade. Probably. Yeah, T-Mac was definitely a trade. They traded with the Toronto. Because mm-hmm. him and Vince were playing together, and they traded them. Mm-hmm. Well, traded T-Mac because they wanted to go Vince is the franchise. Yeah. And then T-Mac ended up getting hurt, and then he went to Houston. Yes, sir. What's crazy is the league used to be very cutthroat. Think about that for a second. You get traded to Orlando, right? Get hurt, and they trade you away <laughs> to Houston. The league used to be cutthroat. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, the pick's in. <laughs> go ahead. Adam Silver's talking right now. The 11th pick in the draft is Jet Howard. What is that? The most Orlando 
magic draft pick ever. Jet Howard just I, I swear I swear this is this is such tomfoolery. This is ridiculous. Jet Howard number twenty four on my big board. Um, you know that's definitely a eleventh pick worthy joke. That was that's called a joke. Uh, <laughs> he is a six seven small board. Shoots the ball thirty seven percent three point line. He's a pretty solid off ball mover. He's a pretty good standstill three point shooter. He's tight in the hips, so he's not, he's a pretty average defender at the wing position. He doesn't really flash anything else. Every once in a while, he'll flash some shot creation, but his handle is terrible. After he takes two dribbles, it's going the other way. Um, all this guy's ever going to be is a bench shooter the rest of the life. They just wasted the eleven pick in the draft on a bench shooter. And uh, yeah, this is this is such. If I had to give it a grade, F minus. Orlando's Orlando's oh going back to back with the F minus. Congratulations. That is crazy. Who should they have taken at this spot? Oh, I mean Cam Whitmore. Cam Whitmore. Cam Whitmore. The dude's built like a. T- if you're gonna draft a small forward, he's built like a tank. Elite first step. Get to the rim and finish. Actually has shot creation from the three point line. Shoots thirty five percent. Way bigger body. Way bigger upside. Yeah. Yeah, but you know this is Orlando. So what do you expect? You know what I mean? Dumb teams do dumb things, and this is just what it is. So we be coming to an agreement here? Because I believe here that Orlando has now solidified themselves (laughs) as one of the worst-run organizations. (laughs) Yeah, I think we can agree. And also, just came out, just came out, the Mavericks traded the 10th pick for the 12th pick. So the Mavericks are on the clock right Whoa. Who are they giving that pick to, though? Oh, was, they traded their 10th pick to OKC, and OKC had the 12th pick. I mean, the Mavericks are on the clock right Okay. Damn. That's what they traded for? for Come on, Cam Whitmore. Whitmore, <laughs> bro. If the Dallas Mavericks got Cam Whitmore in the 12th pick in the draft. I'm literally, oh my goodness. I can't believe this. What a steal. It's it's the obvious pick. Like, they have nobody that plays in the small forward position. <laughs> like, they need a body day one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if it's me here, it is Cam. It's Cam Whitmore. I mean, I also love Maxwell Lewis, but that's, you know, the way I view Maxwell Lewis. Whenever Maxwell Lewis gets drafted in the draft, I will talk for 50. Is that somebody who you were waiting to get drafted? You want to see them get drafted, huh? Oh, yeah, I have him ranked six on my big board that I talked about, and he's going to go somewhere in the 20s, probably. That's where he goes in my Oh, for sure. So somebody's going to get that diamond in the rough, and I'm going to lose my mind. Be like, oh, da, 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 da. right, you know. I can't believe Oakland. You know, Sam Presti's a fucking good GM. What the fuck was that man thinking, dude? <laughs> Having Jalen Williams, great pastor, Shane Gilgis, Alexander, John Kitty, and you know, thinking to yourself, man, I need a defensive guard. Oh, you have Lou Dort. You know what? Fuck that. I need another one. <laughs> I need him to also pass right. the basketball. <laughs> oh, what the fuck is going on? How many guards can you play? <laughs> they look like Minnesota now with all the guards. Oh, my God. At least Shea Gilgis Alexander 6'6 six, six, and Jalen Jalen Williams 6 6 6 as well. And Josh Giddy 6'8. So like it could work. It's so But he's a free defensive player, so like I get that. Man, I don't want to listen to Jawan Howard talk. Yeah, the best suit of the night so far is Scoot. Dude was dude was dude had to go up. This is why we had to do man. Cause you you know, somebody choose the lottery is so fucking dumb. Like the Cleveland Cavaliers used to be. Like, could you imagine yeah. if we were doing this podcast and we do basketball like we did now, 
We got to see them draft Anthony fucking Bennett. I would have lost my mind. <laughs> you, like, people would have... Where were you at when Anthony Bennett got drafted, you know? You know? And people yeah. are gonna want to hear those reactions for, like, the history of time. Like, so... It's crazy. Because, honestly, he was a highly touted prospect, Anthony Bennett. Yeah, but he was supposed was, to go like four to five in a draft that was like historically weak of top. All right, with the twelfth pick in the draft that the Oklahoma City Thunder traded to the Dallas Mavericks, the Dallas Mavericks choose Derek Lively. Man ranks seventeenth on my big board. The next best center left on my big board. Uh, that guy is seven one with a seven seven wingspan. This guy is somebody that is not a an amazing person at any one thing, but very good at multiple things. He's a very good rebounder. He's a very good shot blocker. He's a very good lob threat. He's a very good screener. And, uh, you know, he offers very good length. And on top of everything else, he does move better on the perimeter than most centers in the NBA. He definitely is something that he showed doing very well at Duke. It was very impressive. So I would definitely say that, you know, I understand them choosing him here. Christian Wood can either be a power forward or a center, right? He's a very key player, uh, but I do think defensively as a role player, day one, he's going to be able to start for them. It makes so much sense for them shot blocking at the rim. So I'm very, very excited. And uh, yeah, Derek Lively just went off the board, man. What do you think about that? Hmm. Oh. If he's a Jackson Wall Trace kind of guy, I can see why they take him. You know what I mean? They just want somebody solid, a solid player mm-hmm. who can do a lot of things. You yeah. know, could fill in, who can who could check multiple bubbles and um, you know fill in where need be. So I think that's a solid pick. I think any player that can that can do pretty much everything on the floor, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and just be solid at it. I think that's a good pick. Yeah, it's a great role player. Yeah, I mean, I I view him as a seven one. Uh, Jared Allen, I definitely, if I had to give this one a grade, I'd give it a B plus. It's a very solid draft pick. Is he a talent that's worth the 12th pick in the draft? No, but he makes sense for it, right? He's going to add yeah. immediate value, and they definitely need to be able to defend the rims. It's important to have. Mm-hmm. And I am looking for the video. Yeah, Toronto Raptors are on... Um... Ooh, all right. The 13th pick in the draft is announced. You ready to go over this, Chris? Yep, let's go. All right, the 13th pick in this draft by the Toronto Raptors is Great Dick, 6'8", forward from Kansas. He is the, let's see here on my big board, he is number 16. Um, He's a really... Elite three-point shooter, standstill wise, he will be extremely important. Uh, he moves off ball extremely well. Uh, he definitely is a really good standstill shooter. He is a very average defender, doesn't move very athletically. He can expose closeouts, and but other than that, I think he's going to be a limited player for the rest of his career to that role. My pro player comparison is Cam Johnson. I do think that the Toronto Raptors made a really bad draft pick here. I mean, Scotty Barnes, OG Anunoby, Presses Achua, Pascal Siakam. The forward position is not the situ- the position that they needed help in. You know what I mean? So 
I would give this draft, this pick, a C-. Uh, Messiah Jory has been tripping anyway lately, so yeah. And the uh, New Orleans Pelicans are on the board. What do you think, Chris? Um, If they already... I mean, well, for me, at least, mm-hmm. is I don't think that's a good pick. I don't think it's a good pick, considering what they already have. You already mentioned, like, Scotty Barnes and players like that. You know, they already have enough guards. So clearly that wasn't the spot they should have taken. So I, I, a lot of times... play. A lot of times teams don't really, in my opinion, I'm going to say this, and I might be wrong. I feel like they don't take the time to truly scout because they would know what they have and what they, you know, want going forward. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we may not just see the vision. Maybe they see something that we don't see. But a lot of these players, like, I feel like, especially the fact that you took so long to go through every player mm-hmm. individually, watch multiple games of film. I mean, I feel like your picks are better. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like you know? your picks really fit the teams a lot better. Yeah. So it's like I, I don't. I feel like the the scouting or whatever level of scouting they're doing. I feel like that's just not adequate enough mm-hmm. because they're. I feel like they're not making the right decisions. Yeah, the top three I can agree with. Everything after that has really baffled me. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I'll no top six. I agree with everything after that has baffled me. Yeah, I agree, man. It's been a crazy draft. Uh, for Cam Whitmore to fall this far, there must be some sort of off-court type stuff or maybe injury worry that we just don't know about. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't have a good personality, whatever it is. Maybe. Maybe he doesn't have a great worth ethic. It's something. Like, how do you, how do you, how do we get to this point? Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, but then again, you know what I mean? These guys met the guy, so clearly they don't like something. All right. The 14th pick is in... For the New Orleans Pelicans. And numbers wise. This is kind of hilarious. Because this guy is the 14th guy. On the big board. Jordan Hawkins. 6'5". 6'7 wingspan. Shooting guard from UConn. The national champion. UConn Huskies. Uh, This guy shoots the the three point ball. 38% three point line. Uh, This guy is a very elite standstill shooter. He's also a very elite off ball mover. I mean, he got thrown to a ridiculous high quantity of off-ball screens and big and put positions where he's going to either curl to the rim or come off the ball and play off those screens. And he does that at an expertly high level. Uh, that three-point movement on the perimeter is going to give the Norland Pellances a different look to their offense because they now they have like an off-ball mover elite-wise at the two-car position. Uh, you know, he's a good athlete. Uh, he definitely, whenever you see him curl the basket, you see flashes of his hand or in his ability to finish at his rim with his athletic gifts. Me personally, I view him as a more athletic KCP. You know, I don't think he's ever going to become a great shot creator from the three-point line. But, you know, this guy, uh, on top of everything else, makes a lot of sense for the Pelicans. Because, you know, even though today CJ McCombs a two-guard and you want him to start at two-guard, you know, this isn't a draft pick for today. It's a draft pick for four years. And day one, he's going to be able to be a shooter off the bench. They have an issue shooting threes, so it makes sense for him to do that. He's going to get to learn from CJ McCollum. And, you know, long term, they're going to want to have Dyson Daniels at the point guard and him at the two, right? As CJ McCollum mm-hmm. gets older, and it's going to be him and B.I. and Zion and all their wins. And uh, like Jackson Hayes. So, you know, this makes a lot of sense. I, if I had to give this draft pick a grade, I give it an A. This is because, you know, the best player available was Cam Whitmore, but they, 
He's a small forward, right? So they have a gazillion of them. They didn't need another one. So this draft pick gets an A. It makes a lot of sense. I'm glad to see it. Jordan Hopkins. But what about Scoot Henderson? You know what I'm saying? Like, they are they still trading BI for Scoot now? Or does that still look like the right move? What is your thoughts? Um, you know, I I think if that was what was going to happen, I think it would have already happened. Mm-hmm. I think we would have already. Do you think they're... I think I think that's not gonna happen. I think, I think that's pretty much up the board. I think Portland is keeping Scoot. Well, if I'm Dame, I'll start packing my bags. Yeah, me too. But you know, Dame's Dame's Dame doesn't think straight, so we don't know. He's loyal to a fault. Yeah. But okay. Man, Atlanta Hawks are up right now. As injury prone as DeAndre Hunter is, I'd be taking Cam Whitmore in three point five seconds. I mean, getting an All Star potential guy here. Wait, that's just me, but it's crazy. You're, we've been trying to get this guy off the board for the, for like the past couple of picks. So I feel like he's going to be there for a minute. If he doesn't go now, he's going to be there for a minute. Yeah, I mean, the guy's like the seventh or sixth guy on my big board. Let me see here. Big board. He is. Yeah, he's number seven. It's, it's crazy. I don't know when he's coming off the board. Nobody knows, man. It's Fugazi. It's a woozy. It's a wazzy. Yo, Derek Lively's mom's tall as hell. Holy shit. That's she's gotta be at least six four, six five. No wonder. No, no wonder. It all makes sense now. Okay. Holy shit. Nick hmm. just pop before. Give me a second. Give me a second. Oh. Mm-hmm. Alright. Alright, the number fifteenth pick in the draft to the Atlanta Hawks has just been announced. It is Kobe Bufkin, number 25 on my big board. I just grew with a lot of people when it comes down to him. He is a, an extremely smooth 6'5", two guard from the University of Michigan. This guy is, again, a really smooth guy. Can shoot the three three ball really well. Can break out of this defender really well. Um, getting to the rim and finishing is a worry because of lack of athleticness. And, you know, his shot creation is going to have to become more refined at the next level. Uh, this guy is, you know, a very average defender, above average passer for his position. You know, I definitely disagree with them drafting him here. You know, I, if I had to give this draft pick a grade, I'd give it a C plus. You know, I definitely disagree with the talent, but I do agree with the fit because they do need, you know, a two guard that can develop. Uh, but, you know, I don't think it's going to work out the way they wanted to. Me personally, I view him as Tim Hardaway, a same guy from the same college. Uh, so I, uh, that's the way I'm this pick. What do you think about it? Chris? <clears throat> uh, number 15. I think, I think it's not a bad pick. Okay. I, I know. I wouldn't say it's a bad pick. Why do you say that? Just, I just think it's a pretty solid pick. I just, you know, I wouldn't say that it's a bad pick or anything like that. Cause I mean, I feel like they might've gotten what they needed. I mean, like it's, it's hard to tell, right? Because we may think one way, you know what I mean? And it's, and it's all objective, but Per, but you know like they may have seen something during the workouts that we just don't know you know what i mean we're just looking at i mean well especially you know i because i haven't looked at anything from what i've learned from you you know during your top 30 big board which you all should go check out um shameless plug shameless plug is just that you know these are the people who should who fit perfectly but i mean like it doesn't you know hey they may have seen something during the workout that was just stood out to them they was like okay we're taking you with this pick if you're available we want you so I just think it's a solid pick. If if they think it's a solid pick, I think it's a solid. Pick. Yeah, I feel now, that. Unless it's Orlando, then I just think they're stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could definitely see him working out if his athletic gifts are better than life. 
Yeah. Because he's one of those de- deceiving, like, he's one of those guys who's always playing smooth and kind of at a pace. So it's it's tough mm-hmm. to 100% be certain of how. So if he's more athletic than I expect him to be, then I could definitely. It could work out. It could definitely work out. But who who really knows? You know, because, like, I think, what was it, a couple years ago when Chris Duarte was was drafted? I believe we were kind of down on him. Yeah. And he ended up playing really, play, did well. turning out really well. So yeah. it's like. It's, it's kind of hard to kind of figure these guys out because I don't, I mean, I, I don't agree with some of the scouting, but who knows? They might see something that they really, really like and they like, you know, and then they end up turning out to be great for them. So it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind them because he does have high, a decently high upside. So I don't mind taking a shot. So yeah. I see where we're coming I really from. wish I had like the, the formula that they use so I could better understand how they, how they picking. I mean, the fact that Cam Whitmore's still here, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Who's going to choose Cam Whitmore? Oh, apparently Utah has the 16th pick, and they know who Yeah, they, they kept their 9 and 16. They were going to trade them, but they said no. Yeah, apparently they're high on a specific somebody, but I want to wait until they announce him before I uh, react to it. The pick is in for the Utah Jazz. I mean, this is... ESPN is just straight-up disrespectful. I'm literally... They're they have fat Joe Remy Ma talking to Stephen A. Smith right now. Not even like breaking down these. Like it is the 16th pick of the NBA draft. Like I want to hear some player breakdowns, people. I don't want to hear Joe yeah. Re- Joe. Re- I don't want to hear this fucking guy talking about random fucking bullshit. Jesus Christ! What the fuck is this? This is the 16th pick. Like what? Why the fuck is fat Joe? What? Only ESPN, bro. This is why they're going downhill. They just make stupid. Oh my God, Chris. What? So what apparently the Utah Jazz, I, I, I isn't official yet, but they're not. It seems like they're not drafting Cam Whitmore. Guess who has the next pick? Guess who has the next pick? Who? LeGoat has the next pick in the draft. <laughs> oh, LeBron? I mean, the Lakers? Yes, dude. They oh, get Cam are they saying Cam Whitmore? They get Cam Whitmore. I literally blew my fucking. Oh god! So you traded their pick to what they did? No, as you said, the Lakers had the next pick, right? After after Utah at sixteen, but it there oh. they Woj said hit their drafting candidate, but isn't has it come out of Adam Silver's mouth yet? So you know, yeah, I saw that too. I saw they might be um, drafting Keontae Jordan. Mm-hmm. Green tea bag, do your thing. Need you to expand in this water. I need the Lakers now own numbers seventeen and forty on the draft board tonight. Dude, all right, it's official, Chris. You ready to react to the sixteenth pick in the draft? Yeah, let's go. All right, at the sixteenth pick in the draft, the Utah Jazz select Deontay George, shooting guard from Baylor University. The eighteenth guy on my big board. I disagreed with everybody that had this man. From four to ten in mocks, um, you know I this guy is six four, a stronger guy. Didn't go to the combine to measure in his height or length, so we don't know how long his wingspan is. I think it's a little shorter. Uh, this guy is a deep three point shot creator for himself and a three point shot creator for himself. Some people talk about him as a guy that can develop as a point guard and be like a playmaker. I don't think his passing is nearly good enough to be that. He was a very average passer at the two-card position. Um, he's going to be an average defender. 
you know, and the issues and the worries is the lack of athleticness, and he has issues finishing at the rim due to being shorter and less athletic. And, you know, on top of everything else, his shooting splits are extremely terrible. Uh, 37% field goal percentage, 33% three-point percentage. And I have a list of 31 shooting guards that have started in the NBA. They're in the NBA right now, and none of them shot less than 40% from the field goal percentage in college at, before they got drafted. So that's ridiculously terrible. He would be an outlier if he did become an NBA starter. But, you know, the reason why he's 18 and the reason why I do agree with this draft pick for Utah is he's a boomer bust guy. The deep three-point shot creation for himself is too tantalizing if it does develop to say, okay, this guy could be, you know, somebody really special as a starting two guard in the NBA. Um, so the, the potential is there. And for Utah, they got a gazillion draft picks, so they can take boomers, right? They're going to have yeah. so many draft picks in the future that, you know, so... I would rate this draft pick as a B plus. It fits the high upside type of guys that they want to draft around. So, you know, I definitely I agree with this. Utah Keontae George draft. What do you think? Keontae George, I think that's another solid pick. I think that if if his if his upside is high, you know what I mean, and it's, it could be a good pick going forward. I feel like that's not a it's not going to be you know that's not a wasted pick. No, I feel like it's it's a good pick. Um. And you know we can well we just have to wait to see how it plays out next year with the team, how the fit plays out. Yeah, I mean they they're so patient, and the great thing about Utah is they've done th- one thing extremely well. They have made uh, Danny Ainge basically running the organization. I think he's president or GM, something along those lines. So Danny Ainge is running the organization. Mm-hmm. So you know this is a perfect fit for Keontae because he's going to have the safety to be given the time, even if he's terrible in the first two years, three years. He's going to be able to give him the time because people are going to trust Danny Ainge's name and his drafting ability. And if he says he likes Gante, you know, people are going to give him the time. So out of all the places that he could have went to in this situation, I think this is the best fit. So whatever the best version of Gante is going to be in the NBA, I think we'll see it. Yeah, yeah, I truly believe that. I believe they do well developing as well. And, you know, people do trust Danny Ainge. I, for one, trust Danny Ainge. So, uh, you know, I think it's going to be good going forward. Yeah. All right. It's like getting drafted by Jared West. It's like, well, we'll give him right. some time. Jerry's usually fucking right. Drafted Kobe Bryant. True. Know. You know, let's let's be honest here. Danny Ainge drafted Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Right? And you, you do that. And you trade down from the one pick that ended up being Marco Fultz to get Jason Tatum. Uh, you, you look like a draft fucking genius at that point in time. <laughs> that's true so rightfully so he's duke and draft there is no doubt about that man <clears throat> laker nation laker nation hmm. <clears throat> what jalen hood shafino dra- really that's what it is he got drafted by the lakers he got drafted by the lakers okay let's uh let's bring it to it. let me know when you're ready go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead all right, the 17th pick in the draft by the Los Angeles Lakers is Jalen Hushutvino, the 10th guy on my big board. Um, he is a 6'6 point guard out of Indiana University. Uh, you know, when I think about Jalen Hushutvino, first things first, I have a big man crush on the guy. My nickname for him is Smooth Criminal. So, you know, as a prospect, he's very great here. Uh, you know, he's ridiculously smooth. 
reading the pick and roll. He's a highly intelligent basketball player. He's the best mid-range shooting point guard in the draft. Um, you know you're a good mid-range shooter when you have your point guard coming off ball screens, catching them, shooting that um, awkward angles, lining his hip to the rim and making it like it's nothing. He has great touch. Um, he's a pretty good finisher at the rim as well. He's going to be an above-average defender. His length is great. Um, extremely intelligent guy. Makes good passes. Um, you know, shoots the ball pretty well. Splashes shot creations. Uh, you know, flow shows flashes of shot creation for himself. And when we talk about the fit for the Los Angeles Lakers, um, you know, I definitely think this fits because Jalen Hood Shafino's best skill is not passing. He is in the NBA an above average. He was never going to be this great manipulator. Of the He's more, I view him as a poor man, Shea Gilgis Alexander. He's going to be a guy that's going to give you some efficient buckets in the NBA, giving you 16 to 18 when he's peaking. Um, year one, I think this makes a lot of sense as maybe a secondary, a third, a fourth ball handler for the team. Um, definitely going to be a guy that makes good decisions day one. He's not a guy that's extremely raw. Um, again, I really believe in him. 11th pick, 11th guy on my big board. For the Los Angeles Lakers, I'm going to give this an A. The talent here is very great. So, you know, uh, and the future-wise, I mean, he's he's a great player, so the future is there. So uh, what do you think about Jalen Huchifino going number 17? If he's, if he's a shooter, I love it. We need shooters. We ain't got no shooting. <laughs> We need shooters. Yeah. I love it. He's just... I love it. His his play style, getting getting shown how to play the game of basketball and read the game of basketball by LeBron James is perfect. So even though people might see point guard and be like, <gasps> right, but when you're going to probably lose D'Lo anyway, it, it makes sense. Yeah. And he has great length. <laughs> Looks like the Miami Heat are on the clock right now. They might have traded up. Did they trade up? Dude, I don't see anything yet. They traded up. They had to. Yeah, they, they're probably here to skim, skim, uh, take Cam one more. He's felling way maybe, too fucking long. Maybe they're not, um, maybe they're honestly not valuing defense as much as they, as much as we thought they would. Who? You know, teams. Teams in the league aren't valuing defense them. Yeah, I guess there hasn't been many defensive specific guys. Ooh, damn. What? This, this tape. Right, with the 18th pick in the draft, the Miami Heat have drafted Jaime Hawkins Jr., small forward from UCLA. Uh, on my big board, he is 48. Nobody in the draft had him outside the second round. He is 6'7", with about a 6'7 wingspan, pretty low 30s three-point percentage. He's a guy that is a mid-range shooter. He can hit his two fadeaways. He, you know, he can, you know, when he catches the ball, he can do a few jab steps and has some pretty decent things in the mid-range. But he's an extremely slow guy. I don't think his game translates to the NBA. Nobody's going to catch the ball in the mid-range and, you know, from the post that much as a small forward. Um, he's not a shot grader from the three-point line. He's extremely slow. I think this is one of the rare times where the Miami Heat blew the draft. I don't see this working out at all. If I had to give this a grade, I'd give it an F minus. Um, but if I could give it a Z, I'm, uh, it's a zero. I'm negative 100, this is a terrible draft. So, Jaime Hawkins just went off the board to Miami. Oh, 
Well, here's what I have to say. So Miami has been known to get those kind of players, right? Like those late draft picks, those undrafted picks, those people, those players that nobody really wants. And they see just a little bit of something in them that, you know, and then they can they mold them into like these all around good players that, you know, into the player that they want them to be because they, they get these project players, right? These players, as you think, like, oh, they're not really good at this, they're not really good at that. And they mold those players into being better basketball-minded players, higher basketball IQ, better defenders, you know what I mean? You know, improve their scoring, you know, so you have players like Caleb Martin and things like that. So I honestly am not mad at the pick because Miami has built this reputation as picking these these kind of guys and then molding them. So I'm not really mad at this pick. I don't know if it's solid or not. I mean, I'm pretty sure it'll, you know, not this year. We won't see what it, what they really able to accomplish. But once he's there for at least a year, maybe a, two years, then we'll see this pick really come into fruition, you know, far as like whether it's a good pick or not. Because these are the kind of guys that they really kind of, they, they, they pick a lot of project players is how I put it. They pick a lot of project players. Yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying, man. And I do think that the Miami Heat deserves that respect, the respect to give them the benefit of the doubt. But it's one of those rare times where I'm pretty confident that this is a buzz. Well, if it is, it is. It's tough. It's really tough. But, yeah, I don't see it at all. Get off the weed. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> All right. The Golden State Warriors pick is in at 19, and they are drafting Brandon uh, Pinsamiski. Tough name, 6'5 guy from Pepperdine. Uh, you know, this guy is about a 40% three point shooter. He makes really good passes. He is a guy that really lacks the ability to shot create for himself. You know, nothing elite there. Um, my reason why I have him the 42nd guy on my big board is I think he's too slow to translate into the NBA. I mean, the guy is slow. slow. Um, so, but I do think that the Golden State Warriors, because of the passing, I could see them drafting him here. You know, I disagree with the pick again, but the passing makes sense. So if I had to give it a grade, i give it a D. But I just don't think the translate's going to translate to Mm, well, another person I don't really know. Um, but I feel I feel like it's something we gotta just trust these guys. I will say this. Um if they had to drew somebody here at nineteen, it should have been a gosh darn center. <laughs> yeah. Wasting this pick on a guard that's the best quality is passing, you just trade it for Chris Paul makes no sense. Yeah, no, that don't make sense. Um Houston Wojbaum. Houston is considering Cam Whitmore at number twenty. <laughs> Uh, who wouldn't? <laughs> I mean, I, mean uh, I don't know what the heck went down in his workouts. I don't know what went down in his mental acuities, but uh, you know, there's something fishy going on there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard from the outside looking in to judge what's happening. But if I'm Houston and I, the talent's just way too hard to pass up, on, even if. You know, fit doesn't work a hundred percent. And you know, the only thing that they need that can be a starter is a guy to replace Alpin Sagoon. But there's no guy here that's like, okay, if they draft the center here, he's definitely gonna be better than Alfred. So you know, I I would go Cam. Yeah, 
This is but what if there's like some health issues or something like that that's preventing everybody? Because he's a top five. He was a top five pick, you know, projected, and then he slid all the way to twenty and maybe beyond. It got to be some health issues yeah. or bad or attitude. Yeah. 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 All right, boys and girls, the twentieth pick, the Houston Rockets choose Tim Whitmore. Uh, this guy is the seventh guy on my big board. I'm amazed that this guy is still here. Just to put this in perspective, give you guys a breakdown. This guy is physically and athletically reminds me a ton of Carmelo Anthony. Super strong guy. Um, something Melo didn't have is a lightning quick first step. His strength and first step um, allows him to be ridiculously elite at finishing at the rim and getting to the rim doing his ability to have a great first step like that. Um, you know, probably the most elite first step in the draft might literally be him or him or Scoot. Like, he's in a rarefied error for his size at 6'7". And he flashes shot creation for himself at the three-point line. He doesn't do anything in the mid-range. He doesn't do anything in the post. Um, he can hit a standstill shot, but those flashes are shot creation plus his athletic gifts and his ability to finish at the rim is why he's such an intriguing guy that can become, you know, a borderline all-star player. And, you know, he could become a good defender as well. You know, I think he needs to get caught a little bit better. I do wish at Villanova that he would be a little less passive. Uh, but, you know, Houston here knocking the pick out of the park i mean the value is insane getting this guy at 21 he is such a great player yeah. i am in love with the talent um houston really nailed this draft this is an a plus 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 i don't know there must be some sort of you know he did bad at interviews he he did bad at xyz but you know you know who else did terrible in interviews gilbert arenas gilbert arenas did <laughs> gilbert arenas is notorious, so you know not every guy that's doing terrible in interviews uh, translates to bad prospects. We'll see, you know. But talent-wise, oh, the talent's there. So, Chris, what do you think about this one, man? I think this is a great pick for Houston. Um, just building that young core yeah. up, especially with the new coach and everything like that. It, you know, defense can be taught, um, but this guy has talent. Um, he's a he's a he's a great scorer, and I think that he'll be he'll fit right along with the young talent that they have there in Houston, as far as like the KPJ. What was the? I think they they just picked up. Um, uh, Amen Thompson, the same draft. Guess, Amen Amen Thompson, yeah, yeah. That was at four, wasn't it? Yeah, and they still have from last yeah, year's draft uh, the six. I think it was a sixteenth pick LSU guy, really athletic wing as well. So they got a little athletic wings yeah. now. They got a lot. They got a lot of good pieces going forward. So I'm just excited to see what that team, Houston, is finally um, looking uh, exciting again. Um, just ask once again. Please don't let the thought of James Harden ruin what you're about nope. to build. Um, it's not worth it. I would most likely. Inv- I would more. I would be more likely to invest in my future than to give it all away for James Harden. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I mean. Getting him, pairing him with Tari Eason and Amen Thompson at guys that they have at that length is great. And what makes it super amazing as well is if KPJ never develops into a type of player that can play like a pure style of basketball and he has to become a six man, you can have Kid Moore at the three, right? You can, you can, you can run out KPJ as your backup. Uh, six man guard and have a man Thompson, Jalen Green, Cam Whitmore, Jabari Smith, and Alperin Zinn, or whoever they draft in the future at the yeah. center position. Like, 
This gives them a little more flexibility. Tari Eason is also a phenomenally athletic defensive guy that has some shot creation abilities as well at 6'8". So they they got a lot of good depth position. And they don't got to touch the forward position for a minute. This is um, this is getting lucky at an extreme degree. The Brooklyn Nets are our next on the draft. Okay, with the 21st pick is in. And the Brooklyn Nets choose the forward, the... Uh, 38th guy on my big forward, Noah Clowney. He is a 6'10 power forward from Alabama. Um, he's a very athletic guy. That's by far his greatest trait. Um, he doesn't really do much else. He can't really shoot threes. He'll catch lobs. He'll rebound. I think he's an above average defender. Uh, you know, I don't think he's ever going to become a world class defender because of just lack of instincts and things of that nature. Um, he's definitely a project. Me personally, my comp for him is Brandon Clark. Uh, Brandon Clark's an extremely athletic guy off the bench for the Memphis Grizzlies. You know what I mean? And I understand people getting intrigued with a guy like him because if Brandon Clark, for example, was a three-point shooter, Brandon Clark would be knocking on the door for you know them trying to start him or trade him to another team that would want to start him, right? So these great athletes get drafted a little bit higher than what their skills are because of the intrigue. So uh, I understand it to a degree. If I had to give a grade on it, I'd give it a C. But uh, Brent, yeah, Noah Clowney just went here. It's not bad. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, since the Nets are not trying to win now, you know, I could understand trying to take a boom or bust guy here because they're trying to develop one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't understand why they wouldn't be trying to. I mean, I guess they need to. I guess they just need to develop the guys they have, though, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, agreed. All right, with the 22nd pick in the draft, yes, the Brooklyn Nets have back-to-back -back draft picks here. They are drafting number 20 on my big board, Dariq Whitehead. This guy is 6'7 from Duke. He is a very strong human being. His best ability is shooting the poo at the three-point ball. 42% from the three-point line is really special. Uh, you know, he's a, you know, he's a, he flashes every once in a while some shot creation for himself, but, you know, I wish I saw it more. He does have the ability to attack the rim due to just overall strength. He's not like an extremely great guy that has great burst or anything along those lines. And he's going to be a very average defender at the next level. Me, personally, I view him as the same type of guy as Adrian Griffin that got drafted last year. You know, uh, I definitely view them as similar guys where they have floors of really elite standstill three-point shooters uh, that people had. They had better mixtapes and better highlight tapes and tape and caught in high school and college and injuries early in the year. And they went to the same college. And both are extremely strong human beings. So, you know, I definitely... That is the comp here. If I had to give this pick a grade, I give it a B plus. Like this is a pretty solid pick. You know, I actually give it an A minus. I'll give it an A minus. That's a good pick for me. What do you think, Chris? Okay, A minus isn't bad. You've done all the research. I agree. If, if, if you say it's a good pick, say it's a solid pick going for. All right, the twenty third pick is in for the Portland Trailblazers. They drafted Chris Murray. He is the 27th guy rated on my big board. This guy is 6'9 with a 7-foot wingspan. He posts a lot in college, but that's not really going to translate to the next level. 
Um, he shoots really well from the three-point line, 34%. Really long guy. He's going to be a really solid 3-and-D guy. He defends really well. Uh, my comparison is Marcus Morris. And, you know, the Portland Trailblazers got a high-tier role player here. Even if he's coming off the bench, he's going to add to winning, you know? So, uh, yeah, Chris Murray here is a pretty solid pick. I'd give it a solid B. B plus. So what do you think, Chris? B plus. He's a solid pick for the Portland Trailblazers. And I said this already, and I'll say it again, is uh, Damian Lillard, you start packing his bags and get ready to go because clearly that they are going toward rebuilding. They lied to this man yet again and don't be loyal to a fault. Yeah, I mean, I I think if they were trying to build for the future like they want to, I would have went to like a little bit of a more higher upside guy. But, you know, I guess I understand. Let's say I start trading these guys away, then I'll be like, okay, I get it. But I doubt this. All right, the pick is in. The 24th pick that got traded to the Dallas Mavericks is in. And they drafted Oliver Maxnese Prosper from Marquette. He's 6'8 with a 7'1 wingspan. He can't shot crate at all for himself, but he shoots 33% from the three-point line. He's a very, very good on-ball defender. My pro player comparison is Jay Crowder, which, funny enough, went to the exact same college at Marquette. Um, he's 35 on my big board, but he's definitely a A-plus for the Dallas Mavericks because they desperately need a wing that can defend. And this guy is going to be, even if his three-point shot doesn't come along year one, they desperately need guys that can defend and he can bring it they want. So Dallas definitely getting an A plus here. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think it's a, a A plus too, because he's a nice three and D guy. He can shoot, he can defend. It's gonna be perfect because you already have Kyrie. You don't really need no shot creator because you have Luca. You don't really need a shot creator. You need a guy who can really catch who can catch and shoot and he defend the ball really well. I think that's a solid role player going for for the Dallas Maverick. Yeah, I agree. This is a good pick. And this is definitely worth yeah. trading. Because this is, True. you know, oh. Dallas desperately needed the role players to win an NBA championship here. And uh, them walking away with Derek Lively and this guy makes a ton of sense for their future. High tier role players. Mm-hmm. He's never going to be anything else. <laughs> he has no upside other than that. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, you need these guys to win. And they just play on. All right. The 25th pick is in. And this is a trade that went to the Detroit Pistons. And it seems like the Detroit Pistons have drafted Marcus Sasser. Marcus Sasser is a point guard from the University of Houston. And he's about an average athlete. He flashes some shot creation for himself in the three-point line. He's about 6'2". He's a pretty average passer. Um, you know, 6'2 is really holding him back. But he has really good shooting splits. He can really shoot the three-point ball really well. Um, you know, I... I don't think it makes much sense for Detroit because they just drafted a sore and I was like, okay, with Cade and a sore, it's like how many guys can you have to handle the ball and adding Marcus Sasser to the back end of this when they desperately need any bodies at the small forward or power forward position since they no longer have uh, Sadiq Bey because he got traded to Atlanta. It just makes no sense to me. I would have drafted one of those guys here. So because of fit being an issue, um, I'm going to go ahead and give this a solid C minus and maybe even a D plus. I'm going to go with a D plus because of positional opportunity at other players here. So that's my take. 
Alright, the 26th pick in the draft has been announced. The Indiana Pacers are choosing Ben Shepard from Belmont University, 6'6". The guy shoots the three-point shot very well as a standstill guy. Shoots in the high 30s. Comes off ball screens. He's going to be an average defender. Um, you know, he doesn't really do much else except his role very well. It's going to be a solid bench player. My pro player comparison is Landry Shamit. He's the 47th guy on my big board. This guy is going to be a solid bench shooter for a while for the Indiana Pacers. Uh, if I had to give this draft pick a grade, I'd give it a C plus. But it's, you know, fit-wise, the way they love to shoot the three-point ball as a team, that's their identity. So, you know, I'll give them a little bit of benefit. All right, the pick is in for the 27th pick in the draft. The Charlotte Hornets are choosing Nick Smith Jr. from Arkansas. This guy is a high upside boom or bust two guard. He is the 21st guy on my big board, 6'5 with a 6'9 wingspan. Um, he is not a guy that you're going to expect to move off ball. No, he shoots 37% from the field, 34% from the three-point line. He has a really good handle, though. He really does have an advanced handle. He, uh, you know, can break down this defender extremely well. His best trade is definitely in the mid range. He has great touch. He has a really good feel for drawing fouls and getting to the free throw line. Really understands those things extremely well. Um, he can hit a standstill three point shot. That's something that you're going to expect him to do it a lot of. You know, on top of everything else, he defends surprisingly well. He's going to be a pretty above average two guard defender. Um, you know, the reason why I had him 21 on my big board is um, out of 31 shooting guards that I ranked, not a ranked, but I, that I took from current NBA shooting guards that have started in the NBA, none of them shot less than 40% from the field goal percentage the year before they got drafted coming out of the draft um, in college. And. Nick Smith is a guy that shoots 37% for the three-point line. Not a three-point line, but this field goal percentage. And, you know, I think that's reflected by his lack of athletic gifts. He's a, a question mark on his ability to finish at the rim. There's a lot of questions around him. But, you know, the best-case scenario is Lou Williams. So there is potential there of his handle matching some sort of skill in the shot creation, the footwork that can happen in the future. Uh, you know, it's it's a good boomer bust pick here for the Charlotte Hornets. If I had to grade this draft pick, I'd give it an A. This is great value for like a boomer bust pick at the twenty seven. This is you throw you can throw with this pick and if nothing works out then it's okay. And I, I definitely feel like it makes All right, the twenty eighth pick in the draft is in and it is going to the Utah Jazz. Bryce Sensible, the 12th guy on my big board. I'm a little higher than other people on him. 6'6 six, six with a 7-foot wingspan. Uh, phenomenal world-class shooting splits. He is, you know, to put his shooting splits into perspective in the last 20 years, guys to have 15 points per game, shoot 50% within the 2-point percentage, 40% 40, 40 from the 3-point line, 80% from the free-throw line, are Kyrie Irving, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Laurie Markin, and Ben McElmore, and Mike Dom. So, you know, phenomenal shooting splits. I definitely think that he shows you a ton of tape of breaking down defenders, getting his shot creation on every level of sidestep, step backs, extremely tough threes. He is not just a guy that is going to stand in the corner and shoot. 
He is definitely a shot creator from every level. Um, you know, the lack of athletic is, is a question mark, but I do think his extremely strong frame and big frame will allow him to move people around to get his game off at the next level. So I do believe in him translating. When we talk about a pick here for the Utah Jazz, what I rank it, it's an A+. Plus. This is great value. Um, I definitely believe in him, and I'm excited to see him in a Utah Jazz uniform. All right, it is official. The 29th pick is in. The Indiana Pacers choose Julian Strauer. He is a 6'9 guard or small forward out of Gonzaga. 29th guy on my big board, 6'9 wingspan, 40% three-point shooter, 47% field goal percentage. He's an average on ball defender, but he's a great standstill three point shooter. Um, and, you know, as somebody that had the pleasure of watching him before he went back to Gonzaga last year preparing for the draft, I can tell that he definitely grew in his handle. Um, so he's definitely somebody that now showed NBA scouts that when there's closeouts on him and NBA guys are going to attack his three point shot, he'll have the handle get to, to get to the rim now. So. You know, I definitely think that this is going to be a long-time three-point shooter. My pro player comparison here is Joe Ingles. You know, a lifetime three-point shooting role player. That's not going to give you much defensively and not give you much else as a shot creator. But, you know, Julian Strahler is going to have a very good role for a long time. And, you know, this is the Indiana Pacers just really believing we're shooting the poo out of the three ball. This guy's going to have a role for a minute. And I'm excited to see him in an Indiana Pacers uniform. If I had to give this pick a grade, I'd give it a B plus. All right, the 30th pick is in, and the Los Angeles Clippers choose Kobe Brown from Missouri University, 6'7". Uh, you know, physically, he's built like Draymond Green, shoots 40% from the three-point line. You know, he's going to be an average defender. He's don't, when I say the name Draymond Green, don't think world-class defender. No, he's going to be very average. But, you know, that 40% three-point percentage is on top of something else that he is sneaky good at is passing. He passes and plays, you know, the the way he plays is very similar to offensively like Draymond. Like, his ability to hit those backdoor passes, his bounce passes, his manipulation of defenses, it's extremely unique for his size and length, um, you know, and you add that to his three-point shot. I definitely think that, you know, even though he is the 43rd guy on my big board, something I've talked, we've we've talked a lot about on the podcast for years since we've been doing this is the Clippers needing more guys who can pass basketball, needing having these guys integrated into their team. And having a guy that can pass the basketball that's a non-point guard really is helpful, especially with his size and length and being able to shoot that three ball. So. He he can become a guy that can be impactful to their winning. Um, he definitely, you know, the biggest weaknesses of the Clippers is passing. And I definitely could see him filling that role. So even though he's the 43rd ranked guy on the big board, I'm going to give this draft pick a B plus because of how much of a weakness and the need is for that skill that he has. So, you know. Um, overall, this is the end of the first round. This is going to be the end of this guy, this podcast. We wanted to live react to everything the first round and, you know, give that, uh, 
content to you guys. We're very grateful for having you guys listen to the podcast, you know, reacting with us. It's been a crazy ride. So many crazy things have happened. Um, you guys are going to definitely want to catch our po- uh, episode next week, or what should be this the week that this gets released as well is we are going to give you guys the top five winners and the top five losers of the draft. It's going to be really hard-hitting. And the rest of that episode, we're going to be breaking down that Bradley Deal trade, that Chris Stapps Porzingis trade, John ja Morant getting suspended for 22 games. We're going to be breaking down the Chris Paul trade as well. So a lot of Wizards moving. And uh, we're going to be covering that all for you guys. It's going to be a great podcast. You're going to want to tune in for that. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Now I'm Jason Collins, and we're the Basketball Addicts. Peace out. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.